All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they're located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are all right everybody we got todd howard back on the podcast again and he's here to be able to talk about his leadership programs that he offers and we dabbled into the bow making retreat, you know, last time that Todd was on the podcast and 
this is something that not only intrigues me as a man, but um, like obviously that I'm really drawn to Todd because of his leadership capabilities um, and what he has to offer, you know, in our conversations. And now he's here to be able to talk about this program a little bit more in depth and in detail. So Todd, why don't you explain it to us a little bit more? Great. Thanks so much, Blake, for having me back. Yeah, Anchor Point Expeditions is my platform where I lead leadership retreats and offer coaching. And the men's leadership retreats are something that I am so excited about. And I have a few different styles. The one that is happening in the near future in April is a bow making retreat. Uh, that is on April 9th to the 13th. Now, a bow making retreat is, as far as I know, very unique. Uh, in and of itself, but then what I do is I combine the actual art of bow making, and it is quite an art, with some personal development and leadership work. So I take eight men, up to eight men, to the coast of British Columbia. We stay in an incredible oceanfront uh, property, and during the evenings when we're not bow making, we're doing a deep dive on personal development. And there's a lot of different processes and techniques that I use to help men to relax into the environment and and open up because it's something that men typically aren't given permission to do. And so I create a very safe environment and provide a lot of cues and prompts so that uh, men are able to share at a level that they're not used to sharing. Uh, we, we form very powerful camaraderie during the, the four-day retreat and the processes that we're doing. And, and then we'll add in a lot of different techniques that really help to continue that process of internal exploration. And each man will invariably have incredible epiphanies about many aspects of their lives, uh, in particular things that might be holding them back or areas that, that they... Uh, are just not showing up or performing as well as they could be. Uh, a lot of that comes in, in, in the, uh, the domains of personal relationships and intimate relationships uh, and parenting for anyone who has children and being parented for all of us who have parents. Uh, so many of us still, uh, regardless of how old we are, we have wounds from when we were children and we still have sensitivities to uh, in many cases, to our relations with our parents. And, and it's often, I find with men, that there's often a, a fair number of wounds around the, the father side with that. So these are all the all sorts of things that we explore during the retreat. Uh, and we use meditation techniques and movement techniques and music and just the brotherhood and camaraderie of the experience to help men connect uh, we even use fire. We have uh, a great spot on the beach where we'll, we'll do some fire and uh, have some processes around that. So it's uh, an incredible opportunity for anyone who's looking to uh, not, not just change, but truly live life to their fullest potential and, and joy. And it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not saying that people will come out of this workshop and, or this retreat and be forever transformed. But every man who comes out has had a, has a better understanding of how they could improve in their lives. And we're, we're basically made aware through this process. We, we each personally make ourselves aware of a lot of our blind spots mm -hmm. and uh, it's very cathartic 
on top of that, the bow making, I would be remiss not to mention that. It's such an incredible experience. We work with Jamie McDonald, who is arguably the best bowyer for English longbows in the world. Now, archery is something that's relatively new to me. I only just started to explore it in the last uh, few years, and it, it, it was a deep calling internally to me. I, I literally I had zero experience to it. No one had even told me about it. But through my meditation and Qigong practice, I just started to feel a deep calling for archery. And I came across Jamie's bows and his work, and I bought one of his bows and and started to shoot with it and had some friends shoot with it. And it was transformative. Every time I step on my archery range and hold this beautiful piece of, of wood and, and the arrows that Jamie makes, it's a very grounding experience. Uh, it's it's a me deeply meditative, and if I have other men around, uh, we just have great discussions, and it's uh, just a wonderful new addition to my personal practice for my ongoing personal development. Uh, so what we do when we go to on this retreat is we work in the the actual workshop of Jamie the Bowyer, and we start with big chunks of Pacific U. And the chunks are typically about six inches in six inches or more in diameter. Uh, yeah, in diameter, and uh, they're seven or so feet long. And so we we shorten those by a little bit, not too much. Most most of the long bows are six feet or taller. And then we start to peel away layers of wood on these bows, and it's over a, a four day period. We're peeling away layers using different hand tools, and eventually we'll get to the point where. After even after the first day, where we'll start to see what this bow may look like inside this big stave of wood, and uh, eventually we come, we, we end up with this most beautiful, finely crafted product that is is not just a work of art, but it is actually a true tool. And some of them, you can actually, as a as the person making it, you can choose how much draw weight you want on your bow. So you can make a very lightweight bow. I made a I made a very uh, beautiful little whimsical bow for my six year old son, which has a twenty pound draw weight, and uh, up to some people are making a hundred plus pound draw weights on their bows, which is uh, an incredible amount of force to be pulling and and using to shoot the arrows. But really, it's it's personalized for every man, just as the personal development side of things is. And there is beautiful symmetry between the un, uh, between the work that we're doing on our personal development and the bow making, because as each man is, man is peeling back the layers of this chunk of wood to find this beautiful refined bow inside of it, they're also doing the same personally. We are peeling back the layers of wounds and traumas and different sorts of uh, facades, so to speak, or masks that we wear, we're peeling those back and we're, we're finding the core of each man. And uh, it's, again, this incredible symmetry that really I find deeply, um, it deepens the appreciation that each man has for this bow that they've created. And so when we leave and we take these bows with us, they become an ongoing reminder of of where we can show up more in our lives. Because as we were creating that bow, we were going through incredible personal transformations. And so the bows are a constant reminder of that, which I find 
adds even one more level of benefit to the actual practice of archery. Now, the one thing that I was going to ask you is typically, cause like arguably, like, I don't know if we've ever kind of like as men been at this point where we've connected, you know, with like who we are just as like a human being, because I think like men have always kind of carried a role or what seems like we've carried a role of, you know, like, um, like protection, responsibility, you know, like work, like all these things that removed us and disconnected us like from our environments. But when we were with other men, it was typically around like I had to shave like or like um, grind this rock down to make this this axe or, you know, like I needed to make this bow or we needed to band together to go protect our community or like there was something that brought us together because you alluded to that when you were talking about shooting um, these arrows on the range, you know, with other guys that it was very grounding and it brought you guys together you know but like now typically when guys get together it's around like a scotch or a cigar or a football game or a hockey game or everybody's sitting on their phones or talking about trucks but do you think that we gain a different value and a different connection with each other when we are doing things that are a lot more kind of like rudimentary or to the earth you know things that we would have had to have done for thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of years, you know, versus the things that we do when we're together as men now, like excluding maybe, you know, like fighting or like jujitsu or, you know, some of those things are a little bit more popular or quick baby right now. Yeah. I think all of those things have great benefits. Uh, no matter what sort of reason for our friendships and our relationships are, if, if we're coming together with people who we enjoy spending time with, I think there can be a lot of benefit. The depth that I find can be created with other men on a personal level, however, is uh, something that is often overlooked or, or misunderstood in interpersonal relationships. And for me, over the last handful of years, one of the I think one of the most beneficial things that I've done is deepen my connection to not only the men who were existing in my life, but also reaching out and connecting with other men who I, I previously may not have connected with. And now I have such a strong network of, of friends that it's not unusual for me to hear from five people a day who are just reaching out to see how things are going in my life or maybe they're connecting with me because they're having some issues in their life or some, some celebrations that they want to share with me. But it's, uh, it brings us together at a whole different level than what I knew of relationships in the past. Now, often I find men, well, I, in my own personal case, I had some very close and still do have some very close relationships that were probably more rooted in this sort of um, this type of depth. But now what I find is the majority of my relationships are. And so it adds just a whole different dimension uh, to spending time with these individuals or communicating with, with these men. And I find it's deeply beneficial in my ongoing growth. And uh, an incredible thing that happens not only during the retreats, but ongoing is that, not only do we check up on each other, but we will call one another out on the other person's bullshit, so to speak, which makes it a lot harder to 
be out of your integrity and expect to get away with something. And so what I'm, what I find is the men who join these retreats, we always stayed in, in touch after the retreats and people were checking in regularly because they, they've, they've come to know the other person's tendencies or weaknesses uh, when things go wrong, what they tend to do. And so men will reach out and just make sure that not only are, are you doing well in life, so to speak, but that you, no matter what is going on, that you're within your integrity. And it's, it's so valuable, I find, to have that extra, that extra benefit of the relationships, to know that there's someone there to keep you on your path, even when things go really poorly. See, and that is something that I think like a lot of people don't have anymore is, you know, like close enough interpersonal connections where you even feel that there's the aura of accountability in your life outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just because a lot of people just, they have such superficial connections, you know, like with everybody, like you're just, you're not going to feel that same level of accountability as somebody who's going to text or call or show up at your place or, you know, if you're having a beer with them or shooting some arrows or, you know, watching the game that they're going to put it on you and ask you how you're doing or ask you why you're acting the way you're acting or just hold you accountable to that. And you just, you having like that looming feeling, not that it's bad, but just knowing that we need those things to be able to keep us in check. Because like right now that you can clearly see in our day-to-day lives that there's just a lot of like unchecked behavior going on that's relatively corrosive in my opinion um you know because of there's just there's no real positive influences in people's lives where like in and like i said not in a bad way but just saying like hey todd how come you're acting this way today or like you know like you know when a situation like this comes up you typically walk down this road you know and i see that kind of happening and you know like do you want to talk about it and, you know like nothing like that right yeah accountability is key and it's one of the the most important factors i think of the retreats that i teach is the personal accountability component and understanding that no matter what our lot is in life, no matter what we're facing, we are responsible. And I take that to the, the most extreme degree. Uh, even when something, even when someone has victimized you, you still have a responsibility in that situation and accountability to decide how to move forward from that. And you can either decide that you are going to stay in the victim mode and blame and continue to perpetuate this negative energy, or you can decide that you're going to rise above it and move on and, and hopefully even forgive so that there's healing and not just healing for yourself, but healing in general, the healing energy that's, that's going to help society as a whole. And so accountability is something where that I know that I have men in my life that no matter what it is that they're going through or vice versa, we can talk directly and I can call them on things and they can call me on things and I don't have to worry about offending them. I don't have to worry about hurting their feelings because I'm not in control of their feelings and they know that they know they are hundred percent responsible for those feelings. And so whatever I say to them that may trigger them, they're going to deal with that because they understand that that's their own trigger and their own feelings to deal with which is very different from a lot of other relationships that people may have because you may see something in one of your friends' lives that you would love to be able to point out, maybe a blind spot that they just don't seem to know they have. 
but perhaps you're worried that you're going to upset them or offend them or impact your friendship in a negative way. And that's just not the case in these, these friendships that I see being built uh, through these retreats and, and in other ventures uh, where there's this deep commitment to not only your own personal growth, but the personal growth of, of your, the men that you're spending time with. See, and it's nice that there's, you know, people like yourself that are willing to be able to take on an environment and say, you know, we need to be talking about these things. And, you know, like if you get offended by what I say, you know, like I might bring something to your attention. I might bring subject matter to light, you know, but my intent isn't to offend you. And, you know, like I'm not criticizing you for it. I'm not condemning you for it, but it's just something that we should be able to talk about that because like that's an uphill swim compared to like what, how most people are taught these days that like, you know, to be ultra defensive, you know, to, you know, play like a victim card to be able to live in that narrative, you know, where we can't talk about things. Cause a lot of people nowadays, like I find are scared to bring something up. Like think of how many conversations start where I don't mean to offend you, but, mm -hmm. or I know what I'm about to say might hurt your feelings, you know, but like, there's, there's this narrative that has to like precede so that immediately gets people's back against the walls. There's like, well, they're about to tell me something that I don't want to know. Yeah. You know, and like we all kind of like walk down this road. But again, like you said, like that's just us not being accountable to our own feelings and allowing somebody else to even talk for like air to come out of their mouth to be able to share something. With mm -hmm. us. Feedback and criticism, even no matter how blunt or direct or, uh, seemingly negative, it's a gift. When you get feedback or criticism, it's a gift. It's basically someone observing you and saying, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Maybe you're not aware of it. And maybe maybe I am aware of it. And it's just a reminder that I still have some things that I need to work on. Maybe there's a chance that I, I realize that, or I think ah, it's probably more the other person, but I'm not going to take it personally. It's all part of my personal growth journey. Uh, but more often than not, I find when I'm given feedback, even negative feedback, there's a very valuable reason for it. Mm -hmm. And living in that space of personal accountability, I can either decide I'm going to just deny it or turn it back on the other person, or I'm going to take it as an opportunity to learn and grow, which is what I, I try to do most often. And earlier you mentioned people being offended and that goes back to what I think you and I talked about on our previous podcast is that, and what I just mentioned a few minutes ago, no one is responsible for your personal feelings and reactions other than you. And the events themselves, no matter what the event is, is not the source of suffering. It is the way that I respond to that event or that you respond to that event that causes personal suffering. And so we can decide to be offended by language or by actions or inactions, or we can decide that, no, that's, I'm not going to allow that to disrupt or upset my internal equilibrium. And it's not as often as easy as just saying that we have to actually do ongoing personal work so that things are not as offensive. And there's a lot of language. Uh, I, I always find that just the, the so-called four-letter words or the curse words, I find that so interesting that some people will use those uh, in every sentence and some of their friends are completely fine with that and then other people call it uh, offensive language. Mm -hmm. Well, it's only offensive if you decide that it's offensive. Mm -hmm. It's not offensive otherwise. 
And yeah. I, I find it so weird with those words because they're just words. And we have like these fringe words where we teach our kids that it's okay to say fudge, but not fuck. Yeah. What that? <laughs> it's this. It has the same meaning. It's just one sounds less offensive to to some listeners than the other. And it's it's a fascinating concept to me that we've become so wrapped up in language and semantics of language that entire uh, careers can be ruined from saying one thing that has offended the wrong people. When really, well, it, it, you know, ahead. just like a, like a quick, like, like say went to there is that, but we are more than happy to teach our children, um, like ring around the rosy, you know, like, um, and hang men, you know, like all these things that like, when you look at the face value of them again, like if you choose to be offended, you're going to be offended, you know, but like if somebody was going to say, okay, well, I'm going to play, hangman versus mm. saying shit like mm-hmm. you kind of look at the context of like two of these things and like one should naturally be more offensive to a greater population than the other but it's not mm-hmm. like people will play hangman with their four-year-old child you know or five or six however like old they're going to be but again like saying shit when you're 30 can be offensive to somebody sitting at the table next to you mm-hmm. and stuff but again like he's like said it's a choice and I feel like a lot of those choices and, you know, kind of coming back to like what we were talking about where, where people get like choose to be able to get upset because they can't take feedback. Do you think a lot of that is because we don't have a clear line of where ethics and our morals are. And when we have a clear line of where ethics and our morals lie, we know when we're on one side of that than the other, but when we have wavering ethics and morals, since we don't really know where we are, we don't know how to posture a position. And that's a lot of where like our internal frustration comes from? Yeah, I think a lot of it's cultural conditioning. And within that, I think there is a misuse of pride. And in the sense that typically in our culture, we've been taught that pride is a valuable thing. It's great to be proud of your work and to have pride in something. But pride arguably has a very negative energy output to it on the whole. Because when you are prideful, you will fight tooth and nail to defend whatever it is that you are prideful about. When we think about sports teams, people have pride in their favorite sports team. And if you say something negative about my favorite sports team that I'm prideful in, I'm going to defend them. Uh, Religions almost always are pride-based. People cling to this concept that my God is better than your God. My religious beliefs are better than your religious beliefs. And it's, it's a mentality that I think society is constantly fueling when we're telling kids, I'm so proud of you because you have beautiful handwriting, or I'm so proud of you because you drew this, this picture. And what we're basically teaching our kids is when you do something like this, you're going to get a reward from me. But if you stop doing things like this, you're not going to get the same reward from me. And so it puts them in this limited mindset of, I've got to do this to get X from my caretakers. A very different approach to take is that of love. And love is, I think, inarguably a positive energy. And if we love something, we don't feel the need to defend that, 
even if someone has a different viewpoint. So if I love my sports team and someone has something negative to say about it, I, I can't argue with that because there's no sense in it because I know I love them. And if someone wants to have a different opinion, that's up to them as opposed to pride, which always means you're in a position of defense and protection. And so when your kids create this beautiful piece of artwork to tell them how proud you are that they created this thing versus just giving them your unconditional love or loving their effort that they, they have put into doing something. It's a very different nuance to what it teaches our kids. And it no longer puts them in this place of I've got to do X to gain appreciation, to gain respect to my caretakers. I'm just loved unconditionally for being me. Even when I'm throwing a temper tantrum, I'm loved versus feeling the need, this, this need that the love or this sense that the love is actually going to be withheld if, if I'm not performing in a certain way. Well, and you know, and like, that's the thing, like you can easily say that like that would, how we would treat ourselves as well. And then I also couple that with um, like your sense of like pride and things is like unwavering loyalty, you know, and especially when you see it comes in like sports teams, you know, religion, a lot of of these kind of topics for, you know, no matter how you personally feel, you should have this unwavering loyalty Mm. to these, you know, this subject matter, whether or not you want to believe in it, you feel like you believe in it or not. Um, And stuff. And I just think like, again, like I agree through this is where a lot of the root comes in, but um, I just want to let everybody know, you know, like these are the type of amazing conversations that you're going to have with Todd, you know, and the other men at these retreats, not only while you're making these bows, but you know, on the nights and around the fires and, you know, just around like the chit chat, you know, that's going to naturally happen at the retreat on top of the subject matter that's naturally going to be talked about. Uh, Todd, why don't you uh, tell everybody again, like how to be able to get a hold of you and, you know, like the website, the URL, like the whole bit, um, you know, so that people can sign up for these programs. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity again, Blake. Anchorpointexpeditions.com is the website. Please sign up for the newsletter. When you do that, you'll receive very infrequent mailings from me, but they will give you information about upcoming retreats. I have a surf retreat actually coming up this October in Tofino. Uh, The date is still TBA, but the bow making retreat is happening on April 9th to the 13th. And it is filling up. I've got a, I've got a few spots left for men. It's an incredible opportunity. So go and check that out at anchorpointexpeditions.com. I also have a bunch of other great resources on that site for men. Uh, there are coaches. I have a directory of coaches. I also have a, a small directory of different workshops and retreats that are happening all over, not just here in, in British Columbia, but literally all over. Uh, I have a blog that I've been writing a lot of book reviews that are helpful for men who are looking at doing some personal exploration. And then I'm most excited that within the next uh, two to three weeks, the podcast for Anchor Point will be live. I've been recording some episodes and, and polishing off some final details for that, but I'm really excited for the podcast that is going to be coming out so I can uh, bring to you some inspirational stories from incredible people. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Todd. I really appreciate your time. And, you know, obviously with all these different programs that you're running, you're, you're clearly a busy guy. And the one thing that I always want to highlight is, you know, not breaking down like the stigmas that other people seem to have more energy or more time. I always like to reel it back in that you can clearly see that you're just making 
most efficient use of this time that you have on this planet. Well, I appreciate that, Blake. And, and I do want to say that I, I do my best not to be busy. It is a conscious effort that I make where I don't feel busy uh, very often. And I don't feel overwhelmed very often because I've made the choices to prioritize what is most important in my life. And so uh, I feel incredibly fortunate to be able to do the things that I love to do with the people who I love to be with. And it's, it's, uh, it's been a great journey, and I love to be able to share that with other people. Well, thank you very much, Todd. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Blake.